Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, October 17, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Some Democrats turning on President Biden. Barack Obama calls out cancel culture. Starbucks closes more stores to protect employees. Holiday air travel may be the most expensive in history. Also ahead, Trump's revenge. But first, a new survey from Trafalgar finds a growing number of Democrats rejecting Joe Biden. 23% of progressive voters now disapprove of his performance. 70% think he's doing a good job. That is down from 85% a year ago. According to the Real Clear Average, the president's overall approval is 41% just three weeks before the midterm vote. Barack Obama says woke rhetoric is turning off many Americans. The former president telling a liberal podcast things could be rough for the left on Election Day. Quote, sometimes Democrats are buzz kills. Most people don't want to walk around on eggshells all the time. People realize that life is messy and that all of us at any moment can say things the wrong way, unquote, from Barack Obama. Starbucks Coffee closing its flagship location in Indianapolis. Executives there believe the downtown store is simply too dangerous to operate. Said a spokesperson, quote, our first priority is to make sure our partners are safe at work. To operate, we require a safe, warm, and welcome environment. Starbucks recently shut down other locations in New Orleans, Chicago, and Portland, Oregon because of violent crime. Folks traveling this holiday season will pay the highest airfare in history. Tickets over Thanksgiving up 25% compared to last year. Flights during Christmas break up 55%. Travel agents blame the increase on fuel prices, pilot shortages, and fewer departures. More than 140,000 flights have already been canceled this year. 20% of all trips have been significantly delayed. Most expensive route this December, New York to Florida. In a moment, payback for Donald Trump. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The media has been very rough on Donald Trump. Everybody knows that. But now there may be some payback. The anti-Trump TV entertainers are failing. Big. About 74 million voters supported Donald Trump in 2020, more than any other Republican presidential candidate in history. In short, a lot of folks. It is beyond any reasonable doubt that most Trump voters do not appreciate being labeled racist, fascist, stupid, immoral, destructive, and evil. And that's what a lot of these entertainers do. And in Hollywood, if you are pro-Trump, you'll find getting work difficult. So there is anger in the Trump precincts, and the great American act out is underway. Anti-Trump entertainment vehicles are sinking faster than Joe Biden's poll numbers. Late night television is a vivid example. All the network hosts are Trump critics. So good chance that 74 million Americans are not fans of them. Let's deal with the situation factually. On CBS, Stephen Colbert is a liberal activist, proudly in bed with the Democratic Party. Therefore, non-Dems are not very likely to watch him. Also, Colbert is not particularly funny. So why stay up late and watch CBS? Colbert savaged then-President Trump, but since he left office, old Steve has lost about a third of his audience, sometimes losing in the ratings to Greg Gutfeld, the late-night guy on Fox News. That's embarrassing for a network show. Jimmy Kimmel on ABC Disney is Colbert Light. He also despises Trump and has lost nearly 40% of his audience in six years. NBC is widely considered the most blatant hate Trump organization, but Jimmy Fallon is not really into politics, preferring music and frat housing around. Nevertheless, Fallon has lost 60% of his audience over the past few years. The other NBC late-night guy, Seth Meyers, who also hates Trump, of course, has dropped from 1.5 million watchers in 2016 to 786,000 today. Now, Johnny Carson, back in the day, often did 9 million daily viewers for NBC. I know, different times, a liberal man, Carson, did not impose his personal politics on his audience. Finally, it looks like it's all over for Saturday Night Live. The program has dropped below 4 million viewers, and it's heyday, it got 13 million. The Alec Baldwin Trump imitation was just nasty, and millions of Americans have tuned out. It's simple. Right now, there doesn't seem to be anyone who can make late-night comedy great again. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. If you'd like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com and please check out my new book, Killing the Legends. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 
If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1931, America's most notorious gangster was finally convicted after a decade of smuggling, theft, and murder, the criminal Al Capone, his crime tax evasion. Here is the story. Alphonse Gabriel Capone, born in Brooklyn, New York, 1899. He was expelled from school at the age of 14, joined a gang, earned the name Scarface after being sliced across the cheek during a back alley brawl. In 1919, young Al moved to Chicago at the invitation of Mafia boss Johnny Torrio. Capone became a crime kingpin by wiping out competitors through a series of gangland murders, including the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Capone's nemesis was federal agent Elliot Ness and his crew of untouchables. As Al's empire grew, so did his penchant for bloodshed. The bodies piled up, but the feds couldn't make any murder charges stick. Witnesses were terrified. All that changed in 1927. And a landmark decision still used against criminals today, the Supreme Court ruled that money made from illegal activity like drugs and prostitution could be taxed as personal income. Capone, famous for his lavish lifestyle, never filed a federal tax return. So the Treasury Department followed the money, compiling evidence that Capone made millions of dollars smuggling alcohol. After running the Chicago mob for seven years, Al Capone was indicted on 22 counts of tax evasion. On October 17, 1931, the gangster was convicted. One week later, he was sentenced to 11 years in prison. Capone served part of his time in Alcatraz, then a mental hospital before dying in 1947 at the age of 48 from syphilis. And here's something else you might not know. The Treasury Department ordered Capone to pay $200,000 in back taxes. The FBI thought that figure was way too low. It is estimated Big Al made $60 million a year from criminal enterprises. That's $900 million today. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take 
away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.